Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, Corey Bell. This week, we discussed connectivity. We started off with a discussion about how much we've seen technology change in our lifetime. Corey then indulged me and let me talk about video games for a little while, and then we got off on some wild tangents. We finally brought it home with a discussion about how fragile the systems are that connect us. You're now listening to episode 17 titled Connectivity. This is Talking BS. All right, we're live talking BS. The boys, the boys on the not on the bus. We're not on a bus. No, we're on the Zoom. We're on the Zoom. Um, So we had this idea. This was this week's podcast was kind of an evolving idea, as most of ours are. They just, I like kind of how we've started to just kind of go off of what's going on around us in time. So what started off as a we wanted to talk about technology pod turn into a much broader idea of connectivity. So today, here we are, we're going to talk about connectivity. We are going to talk about technology a little bit, and that's kind of, what I guess, where I want to start, um, just in the fact that you and I, being in our early 30s, have seen a massive technological jump from when we were kids to what we see now. It's been absolutely insane. Yeah, you think about, like, do you, do you remember the first computer your family ever got? Oh yeah, yeah. So I can't, I can't remember. I think we were like seven, six, ninety six ish, ninety seven ish. I don't know, somewhere right around in there. But I remember like this thing showing up at our house, and it was the coolest thing in the world at the time. Uh, for us, we didn't have like a home office. Like you guys have that front, like bedroom office type deal we used to oh you used to okay well my dad used to be <laughs> my dad took the office and threw it in the back so it's changed but we did we always had that office and keep in mind my dad was an engineer so he was always up on like the new techie stuff which it would be hard to call that tech now but no not now i mean you think about it then so we had we didn't have an office we bought like what what you would think now of like an ikea assembled desk that's oh, yeah. like three layers that has like the bookshelves and like the full, it's, it's just dumb. No, you sh- if you have one of those, I'm sorry, I'm going to make fun of them. They're stupid. Um, but we had one of those and we had nowhere to put it. So it, I, I had my own room and it went into the corner of my room and it was the family computer office space. And what we honestly used it for was my dad used it for Excel spreadsheets to track baseball statistics for our little league team. Nice. Like, I'm sure it was that's used for awesome. more things. That's the only thing I remember it being used for. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that was it. So I remember DSL. Like, some of my earliest memories of computers were one at home, which I don't think I used the one at home until AOL and AIM and the internet came around. But I do remember at school because Randolph was a very forward-thinking school as far as technology goes. I remember when we were in, like, eighth grade, I think you get a laptop, which yep. was, like, no other schools did that. We were the snotty rich kids, right? 
Was it seventh grade? We, I don't know. No, we didn't get him in seventh grade. I don't know. And I, I was, was also grade. kidding because right. you and grade. I, you and I were not the snotty rich kids. We were the we were the average <laughs> Joes. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyways, so I do remember at school though, early on in like elementary school at some point, my mom was a math teacher and she had math blasters on like a floppy disk. Oh! <laughs> we're not, we're not talking about like the hard floppy disk. We're talking about a literal like the the. I don't, it was like six inches, ones. like a, like it looked yeah. like a CD, but there was a, a little sheath or something there. Math blasters, Math dude, I blasters, forgot so well. bro. How about that? So I remember going yes. in and like, I was a super, I was super young, but she was, te- maybe she was teaching middle school and I was in elementary school. I don't know, but I would go into her room for after school because I had to wait for her to be done. And I would sit there in the back and play math blasters. My mom is going to love this story when we get here. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I scratched up the discs and stuff. And I remember, I remember lining up the discs and just jumping on top of them one to the other. You know what I'm saying? Just like being yep. a heathen, like just being bad. Um, and I would like, I, I remember just running around and sweating in, in these rooms. And I, I was just like, I was a kid. I, I didn't, these weren't my classrooms. So I'm just running around. And then like another teacher would walk by and be like, don't do that. And I'd be like, Oh no, I got in trouble with Mrs. So-and-so. <laughs> my mom's like, Ms. Holt yelled at what me. were you doing? Um, so that's kind of like one of my first memories. But um, then there was like an explosion of technology with aim and phones. I mean, flip phones, dude. Dude, but well, just think of it now, right? Let's, uh, let's go into that. But just think of it now, right? So we, we were talking about math blasters and like computers that were, yep. I mean, garbage. So I literally have a computer on my wrist. Yes. Right. I have two iPhones sitting right here in front of me. We're on a computer that's hooked up to like three TVs and another monitor. And like, it is such a different with wireless earbuds. I was about to say, we're, run, we're, we're running like, crazy programs right now, like a video conferencing technology with a online recording web browser open. And I've got all kinds of stuff going on here with music stuff. It's insane the processing power that it took us to play math blasters on that green little, that little green screen. <laughs> yup. So here it's wild how far it's gone. And we've seen that in like 20 years. It's just absolutely yeah. insane. Um, I do want to tell a, uh, a story about me getting in trouble playing uh, oh. on Miss Santos's computer. Oh boy. So Go junior year, it's not even that good of a story, but it just, your story reminded me of it. Junior year, beginning of junior year is when I moved away, but I moved away and just moved back with in with you guys for oh, yeah. like a year and a half. Um, and so I, I was no longer enrolled at Randolph. I was in, uh, you know, at, at Lakeview for my junior year and then Chelsea for my senior year. But I was still probably at Randolph more than I was at my actual schools. And I would go in and sit in on Mama Santos's math classes and sit at her desk and play solitaire and spider solitaire because she always had a game of spider solitaire going no matter what, 24-7, you go to her house she right was now, good. guaranteed she, she there's was a good. game of spider Yeah. Guaranteed there's one up. Very true. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's and no one cares about it. It's not even a funny story. It's not a good story. But it reminds, it's just, it's a good nostalgic story for we, me. You're bringing that up. And just having a mom as a teacher, this is not even on the docket of things we're supposed to talk about today. And we could... We could come back to this at some point, but it was a gift and a curse. It was the absolute worst in that she knew everything. She knew everything that was going on. There were no secrets, scores, gossip, who's talking to who, who got in trouble for what. She usually knew before I did what was going down. 
So that That's was fair. tough. But having access to like her room to like throw my backpack in and like little, little things looking back. I know I'm getting to a couple of stories with that, but we would always go in and a statute of limitations here. I'm hoping has run out or else I'm in trouble, but we, we, <laughs> we downloaded LimeWire and other like file sharing services before it was really known that those were like super, super illegal. And I remember like downloading and watching like the Lord of the Rings, like a straight up bootlegged copy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a kid at the time. I'm not really thinking about what's going on. I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm watching Lord of the Rings. Looking back, yeah. it's like a dude that literally brought in probably a large camera into the audience of a theater, filmed the whole thing and then put that online. Absolutely crazy. Um, that, and we would play that little soccer game with the little half circles. It looked like Pac-Man, but it was soccer. Oh, Did you yeah. ever play that? Oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, definitely. Dude, that so, one, or you remember the old school, like 64 bit, like putt putt game where you would literally like drag the thing back and like, yes. Oh dude, that, that was, you, had, that to was get, you had to get the right amount. So mm-hmm. that, that brings me to uh, my side story brought me to a side story that I actually planned on telling, which was video games. So did you have something else about the room? No, the only thing that I would say that we took huge advantage of with your mom being a teacher was Friday stakeout days and ordering stakeout through your mom because, like, the the teachers would order food and we would always go, hey, yo, Mom Santos, hook us up. Hey, this was totally totally not cool if I had to guess. (laughs) We would get in on the teacher's orders. For those of you that don't know what stakeout is, I don't think that's outside of Huntsville. Is that just an Alabama only thing? It is is it Huntsville only, only? It's only Huntsville. It is so they, only Huntsville. Thing. They do like steak sandwiches, steak tips, like it's all kind of steak stuff, which I remember it being good, but I don't remember it being like I mean it like wasn't, the, it, the it wasn't like a steak house, but it was just like they did steak stuff. I can't remember. I was always get like a steak tips and baked potato and it was amazing, but it was also yeah, like was just it. steak well, tips. Well, that's because of their rolls. Their rolls, the rolls were so good. Oh my god. You could gosh. take a bite out, right? hollow out the inside oh. stuck the steak tips down inside the roll you had a steak sandwich and it was amazing uh i'd say it's probably about a part under like a longhorn yes you know like it's but, not but it was it, it was not fo- bad focused on like lunch and to go you know what i'm saying so yep. it was like a grab and go kind of place which to get steak to grab and go is interesting anyways dude that hey we we got in on that that was pretty awesome yes, that was a did. that was a good perk for sure um so video games tying along with the whole technology thing. I mean, I, I remember just playing little Game Boys, you know, just like just Tetris, you know, Super Mario, all these little Zelda. Yeah, I did. I did Zelda. I did the um, I sucked at Zelda. I, OK, so we're about to go into this whole video game conversation and I just want to preface it. All right. I am probably the world's worst video game player of all time. I'm terrible. I have never been good at video games to save my life. Uh, I, I would play them every now and then, but it was never a big thing for me. And I did a lot of like, I, I'd go over and if we were playing video games, I'd probably just let, you know, Van play and I'd just kind of sit there and watch and like. I don't remember you being something. bad though, but now that I'm remembering, I, I don't. In comparison. Hey, hey, I don't remember you being good either. So. I just, yeah. there's not a memory there <laughs> at all. So you're actually probably right. It was probably like, Hey, you guys go play. Or whatever. Yep. I do remember Halo parties. Those were fun. We talked about. We that. did. Halo I think we talked Our about. Dude, that dude, what was what was the name of that computer game where you like built your own like communities oh, and societies? Runescape. Runescape. Is that what it was? I don't know. We now play, that I'm looking I back, can't I think what it is, but it was like a pre World of Warcraft thing. 
but you're yeah. right. You'd build your own like, that. village and stuff. And it was like, a, I think it was online, right? Was it online? Yeah, because we would, we would, because yes. we had people over to come play it, right? We'd we go had, over to people's you know, places. Brian and Sammy's and yes. Chris and all those guys. Yep. Oh my gosh. So I got hooked on the video games early. I don't know if it's because I had two brothers or what. I don't know. Maybe my dad being an engineer that probably tied into it because he just brought that stuff around. But we had the first video game I remember is the original Nintendo with like the big old cartridge, like the big, the big one. Kind of like the floppy disk, kind of like mm-hmm. that. And we had like football on there. And we had, I think Tom Brady was on one of those. I do think it was he from old. the 80s. So yes, he is very old. Um, but it was just crazy to watch video games progress over time. And we got to see the whole rise from like Atari was probably was before us, but right around, I guess, when our childhood was. And then you got Nintendo and then Nintendo 64 comes around. I remember Sega uh, Dreamcast was like the first, one of the first like disc uh, video game systems. I remember playing some crazy games on that. And then the world opens up. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh my gosh. Lose your mind. Lose your mind. I know I know I'm losing you here. I can tell that I'm losing Listen, you here, but stay with me. I did okay? play that one. <laughs> I did play that one because like there was a cheat and I, I, that's what I did. Like I found oh, the cheats. cheat codes. And I, I like the the Tony Hawk specifically I remember because it was like anti-gravity or something. And then it was there I did that one and then I did the one where it was like unlimited grind. And so you could grind a rail like all the way around all the different skate parks. And then I'd always compete against my brother and I would put in those cheats and I would always get the most points and win and he'd be pissed every time. So to the point last week about you making up rules as you go, (laughs) this is in line. So you, he wasn't lying. So he was not lying. I a hundred percent do that. So this brings us to a, a line in the sand for most people. And I don't, I guess you may or may not have an opinion. I've always been an Xbox guy. And the reason why is because Halo got me. Halo locked me in. Halo 1 and Halo 2, I was done. And then Halo 2, I think, had Breaking Benjamin on the album. Like, they had the theme song or whatever. That's right. And I was That's like, right. well, it, this is just a sign. This is made for me. So I've never deviated away from Halo. I think Cody and Bo had a PS2 at some point, or a 3. I don't know. What are they on? 4? 5? They're on 5, right? They're on 5 now because it's on your wedding registry. Yeah, something about a... Come on, hey, let's go. Whoever's a, listening out there, about let's, a coo- let's, a let's, coupon. let's... Something let's get about that, a coupon or something. Going. I don't know. What is that? You gotta... <laughs> let's get that going. It is sold out uh, at Target right now because I didn't look at it for you. But 15-year-old like, yeah, me would be disappointed in me that I'm so far out of the loop on these new video game consoles right now. Then again, I'm 31 years old, so 15-year-old me might also be proud of me. I don't know. I don't know. Um you ever been on PlayStation or an Xbox guy or you just, just don't care? Literally have we, no care. Yeah, I really don't care. Um, we had both uh, kind of growing up where it was really whatever. Like that's, that's what I don't get. And I think that's what I'm still that way. If it's the new toy, I want it. And I don't really care if I'm going to use it. Oh, that's so me. I just so true. It. I get that. I think that starts with like the N64, the Xbox, the PlayStation. Cause they, I remember playing like three games ever, right? Yeah. I just, I never cared. We always wanted to be outside playing ball, doing something. If we were inside, it was, we were making up a game while we were inside. We just, we just didn't sit. I still today can't sit still. Like I can't sit still and focus on something that long. I have a standing desk because I can't do it with work. Nice. Like I have to stand. I have to move. It's funny, man. I'll have i uh, I've had a, some past employees get me uh, like the fidget cubes. 
So that way, I, while I'm sitting in meetings, I can be doing something, and, and actually, that's the little, only way I can pay attention. Little I squeeze have to ball, do something. little fidget spinner dude, action going on. Oh, dude, I used to get in so much trouble. This was probably this was when I lived in Houston, uh, and we'll I'll talk about Texas a little bit in a, in a little while. But I had a bouncy ball, and it was like one of the bigger ones, right? Uh, like you used to play like wall ball with. So it had it had good pliability. You know, you could you could squeeze it a little, right, yeah. and still bounce it. And I would sit in my office. And I would throw that thing against the wall like nonstop while I'm sitting in on calls. And I would forget that I'd be off mute. And so all they're hearing is the thump, thump, thump. Oh, man. Dude, and yeah, I used to get called out. Corey, you bouncing your ball? No. Yes. So <laughs> this was just a ball. This wasn't a rubber band ball. This was not a rubber. I was never a big rubber band ball guy. Raymond Holt would be know. disappointed of you if it was a rubber band ball. <laughs> Raymond Holt would be. <laughs> Yes, I do. So <laughs> you, 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 okay. Just like many shows that I love, you pushed me over the edge. I did not like Brooklyn Nine Nine. This is for you and for Evan because Evan was yelling at me about it too. So I, I started it and I just like grinded. I felt like it was just like this laborious activity of going through the first like ten episodes, and and then again there was that one point where I started laughing and I was like. I like these people. So anyways, yeah, I'm now in season five and yes, Brooklyn nine, nine is phenomenal. I can attest to that. So anyways, so to, to your point about the games, it's like that new, new, you know, it's like, you just have want, to have it. And, and now it, it transcends video games. It's like something else, like something will get me. Like it's like sound equipment for me now. So like, it's like, so I just bought the new iPad pro. It's, I, no reason. The, the, Never reason. The MacBook that I'm having, I have right here. It's it's new. It's lovely. I love. I okay, well, it. you you needed a new one though. I did need it as well. That's true. But like like the new Bose like uh, wireless headphones. I I have a pair that are fully functional. They're just the last version. Do I want the new ones? Insanely, insanely bad. Do I dream about it sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 I might a little bit. How cool does, does that, Patrick? Does Ma- you- how, hey, how cool does Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Lamar Jackson look like wearing them? I mean, they look so cool. Do I want to be like them? Yes, absolutely. You I put can't. ketchup on everything too? Oh no, no. Dude, I'm not a like. No. I'll do ketchup, but no, like, no, no. it has its limitations. Are you one of those people who puts ketchup on eggs? Uh, okay, okay. Ooh, can we talk about this? No, but. I'm a no but. Don't guy. you? There's there's, so, there's there's no. If but. it's just yeah. eggs alone, absolutely not. If it's like an omelet, probably not. If I have a plate that has some eggs, but then there's also some potatoes and hash browns going on. If there's a little mixing of action that that happens, I'm not mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, a you put hot sauce? you put ketchup on hash browns. Yes, that is that is a given. You are supposed to do that. If there's carryover, there's carryover. But no. Do not people who put not intentionally. I can't do it. People who put ketchup on their eggs are, are sociopaths. I'm just gonna throw it out there. That's so let's let's bring bring this back in. So video games, you know, at some point, it, it, it I think it, I think it was always about the connectivity of it. It was like having your friend over to play. It was going against each other, the competitive spirit, and then online blew up with I think Halo Two for me was the first one, and then you've got all like the. Um, Black Ops and all the what am I thinking of Call of Duty? Call of so Duty. Call of Duty is huge and everything now, and I don't Dude, really wow like World, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Was, I mean it's still big, but I, I you know I think that one was huge. I think like, I didn't su- want to. I think that's surprisingly bigger than people think now. You still. remember Adam? Uh, in my wedding, kind of guy. Yeah. He actually introduced me. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Chime, chime time. time. There we go. 
I was just waiting for that chime to ring out. That was lovely. Yeah, it was just, yeah. it was just absolutely lovely. Um, I do, but you were going to tell me a story about him. So you tell your story. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell a story. about it. it. Well, and it's not even, it's just a point that he had made to me. Right. So after he left, he graduated from college of Charleston and he stayed in Charleston for a little while, but his buddies moved away and then he ended up moving to uh, Pennsylvania for a I mean, you just finally moved back to Asheville. But they used to play uh, WoW. It's just a way to kind of just hang out, right? I mean, you can kind of talk to each other, do whatever, and it's still a shared experience from afar. Right. And uh, the one that I got hooked on recently, or I say recently, like last year, was Cody's fault. Uh, my Cody. Cody. Mr. S. Mr. Mr. S. S. There we go. There we go. I was trying to reach back. By the way, every time we said Cody B, I'm thinking Cardi B the entire time. You, you, kept, saying, you kept saying Cody B and... Uh, I just, I couldn't, couldn't look past that. Um, so Cody got me hooked. Mr. S got me hooked on rocket league, which do you, do you what know, do you know what this is? No oh my God. Hey, there's people out there that will know what this is. It's that game with the cars. You're driving a car and you're trying to hit a ball into a goal. It's like soccer, but with cars, oh. it's actually like the grown up version of the game we described 10 minutes ago. It's actually exactly like that, but 3d and you can fly in the air and jump and like, Oh, it's so addicting. And to your point, it's just about like getting on there with like a bunch of friends from all over the place, all over the country and getting together and, uh, just talking some smack, scoring some goals. It goes the same way. Like I think that in relation to me and I haven't done it as much lately, but fantasy sports, right? I mean, and getting involved into fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, the different pick'ems. I mean, we did a pick'em with our high school buddies for what, like seven years? We Uh, did. I know we've lost that. We did lose that, but that was. Okay, I got to tell a Preston Bushy story. All right, greatest. Tell it. This is the greatest bet of all time. All right, so not really, but it was a great payment, and it was a great. It's just a good story. So anyway. We, uh, there was 15, 15 weeks, something like that in the, in the, in the pick'em. And so we said, all right, we're just going to throw in basically five bucks a week at the very end. They, it was winner take all, right? So it's basically a $75 pay in for everyone. But when you break it down, it doesn't seem like it's that bad. And especially when you're rich and, or when you're poor and in college, 75 bucks seems a lot scarier, but when you break it down, it's not that bad. All right. So anyway, we get there. We're adults and, now. Yeah. 75 bucks. <laughs> Uh, so now we, um, we <laughs> that got me all. I'm all right, anyway, we get we get to the end of, of the season, and like most things, I get to make up rules, so I somehow always win, and I won uh, this the, the pick'em this year or that year, and everybody's paying up, and like you know we're trash talking about it. I'm like, all right, guys, y'all gotta hey, so you know I'm not I haven't gotten paid from a few of you guys, and I called Preston out as one. I'm like, Preston, man, where's my money? You know, in, in a joking manner, I didn't really care. Well, we're a little right, younger. Think, we're a little younger, and uh, and you you were pressing, you were pressing, and it was. I think it was a little bit. I didn't. I don't know if it came across as funny as it did, like kind of assholeish. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so go ahead. For me though, that's two in the same. Right, that's right, two right, in the right, same. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so Preston then he goes, okay, and I get this FedEx box like two days later, and I open it up. And he had 75 gold dollars that he had stuffed in a bag a and dude. sent to me to pay off the set. I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen paid, in my life. That paid was you in coins. Oh, my so gosh. So funny. It was so hysterical. I was so, not, I, 
Oh, it was great. So Preston too. I, I, I do remember that. And that was one of the best, uh, not necessarily a prank, but just like a, Hey, you want your money? Here's your money. So <laughs> F you dude. So, yeah, dude, it was awesome. All of that being said, the connectivity, connectivity of it all is, is awesome. The internet. I mean, look at us, we're sitting here talking and everything, but I think what kind of segued our, our, uh, sub the subject of this pod was what happened in Nashville, uh, on Christmas day. Um, and we kind of alluded to that a little bit and I think I told my story a bit, but we're going to just kind of recap. So again, not entirely sure what happened, but it looks like it was a suicide bomber that had some charged intent to go after AT&T. That's kind of like the thought that's out there. I don't know if that's whatever, believe what you want to conspiracy theorists, whatever. But what happens is bomb goes off downtown. No, I mean, there's some injuries, but nobody's killed outside of the, the person that set it off. But one interesting thing that happened was that all AT&T users in like a certain geographical area of the Southeast lost cell coverage for about 48 hours, maybe 72. Um, so I remember being at work and then all of a sudden my phone just doesn't work at all. And so... It, it seems like such a small thing. Like when you're thinking about it, like, oh, my phone doesn't work. I'll be fine. But then you start thinking about how dependent we are on this connectivity and these systems. I was working at the hotel and people are like, I was like, hey, do you need directions? And they're usually like, well, I got my phone for that. Smart ass. And I'm like, well, hey, man, I'm just <laughs> trying to help you out. Sorry. Just trying to be nice. And this day, everybody's like, yeah, like, how do I get there? Like, how many turns are there? I'm like, good luck. This is some karma for all the times you people told me you didn't need directions. Now, um, it was a crazy time. I mean, can you imagine? I, that was two days. It wasn't a big deal. We still, like, I was hopping from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi, right? You know? But, like, yep. think about not knowing what's going on in the world or being able to communicate with your wife or your parents or your kids. Or It was a, it was a really eerie feeling of, like, I shouldn't feel this empty right now and yet i feel really off it was bizarre dude yeah i remember that because i remember like talking to you like i couldn't get like reach you for a little while right because like all that stuff had gone down and, like finally like eight hours later like dude i'm so sorry but uh, i've just now finally got somewhere where i can have wi-fi and actually send anything or talk or any of that stuff it was it was, it was great you know i will say I mean, I've been purged from it, right? When we go on deployments under sea for you know like six months, but we I, I go into it knowing that I was going to say that's it's planned. not unexpected. That's planned, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it is very different. But the, the whole thing it makes me think of you know that that seed from the office, uh, right? Of of Michael and Dwight driving and listening to the GPS, and you know the, the computer's never wrong, and he turns right and drives right to the lake, right? So honestly, I'm one of those people. I, I can't get around Asheville without my phone telling me where to go. Can't do it. I just can't. I can't do it. You've lived so many different places. I mean, there are only so there are only so many Jefferson Streets. You know what I'm saying? Washington yeah. Boulevard. I mean, come on, Broadway. How many cities in America have Broadway as a street? Come on, come on, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The whole dependency on on the connectivity thing. You know, I mean, I think from a, a an emotional standpoint, I felt like disconnected from Kimberly. I was like, I hope she's not worried about me because you know, I just haven't talked to her in three hours, which three hours, come on. Like we're not, we're not 15. We're not texting every 10 seconds, but also there's like a, Hey, work's going well. You know, I'm taking a break right now. Cool. 
I'm, I'm leaving at three, leaving at one. Like we're just little check-ins. Right. Um, yep. and it was really weird because also I, I think there was the unknown of like, is this a singular event? Is there more coming? What's the fallout? How long will my, how long will I have no connection or no ability to call anybody? Like I couldn't call my parents, you know? So I'm just texting. So you're just relying on text at that point. And it, it just really puts things in perspective of, let's say we didn't have cell phones or the internet. How much more would we stay close how, how much would we keep that little safety bubble around us? Do you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, just living on the farm, living in one house, everybody stayed together. You know what I'm saying? Like how much of that would stay as opposed to I can move to California cause I can see you on, I can FaceTime you whenever I want to, you know what I'm saying? It's just a really interesting world that we live in where we do de- it's, it's like a sixth sense almost that we have where we can just connect whenever we want to, to whoever we want to, whenever, wherever, however it's, it's insane. It's crazy. I, I, it is. I will say that there is it, some of that still depends on the person, right? Because, you know, I've lived any and everywhere, but it's still always nice to move home, right? Or at least be closer to home. So you can actually have that still, you know, I don't know, I'm a, a touch, right? You know, you can still give each other a hug. You can high five, um, you know, so that, that is a little different because honestly, when I went out to Seattle for a little while, Katie and I talked about it and we absolutely loved it when we were out there. Uh, and we're like, well, yeah, but I'm never moving here. Like, it's just, this is too far. Like Houston's far from, you know, Alabama. Like that's far. It's far enough. That's a pretty good that's distance the kind of right limit, there, dude. Right. I mean, a yeah. 15 hour drive. Yeah. I was going to say you get, you get 10 plus and it's like, okay, flights are in order. You know what I'm saying? Oh dude. And now I'll barely like four. I'm just like, all right, this, I, I need to fly. Yeah. You bougie ass. I just, mm, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I, I spoiled. Oh, I spoiled come on. It's like on the that. company dime. That's why you're that way. It's okay. I understand. Also I understand. true. Uh, yeah. Also true. So, also true. um, so all this kind of came to light with that compounded with what happened with this recent snowstorm. Um, in Tennessee, I remember texting you or calling you and be like, Hey, are you guys getting snow? And you were like, no, not really. Maybe a little bit, but like rain mostly. And I remember cause in Tennessee, you just weather, they freak out. Okay. They freak <laughs> out over nothing. We're not equipped to deal with cold weather and ice and snow, but it's like they cry wolf a lot, right? So you see like two to four inches. You're like, eh, sure. The kids get off of school. I get a little bit less traffic today. It's great. So I remember Kimberly went to get groceries, and then I remember looking at the weather app and like hearing just the buzz around town. I was like, oh, man, I think – Oh, I think we're actually going to get some stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah. fast forward like three days, we've got like six and a half, seven inches of no, no lie. It was like three or four different layers of stuff. It was like, like a 10th of an inch of ice, another layer of ice, some other slushy stuff, and then snow on top of it. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. Um, but this Dude, brought it's the ice though. Like it's, uh, that ice is what the ice will get it. you. That first day, the first day it hadn't even snowed or really sleeted yet. It was a weird, I went to work on a Sunday and I went in at like 6 a.m. And it had just uh, misted all night long. It it wasn't any sort of like something coming down. It was just kind of like this weird misty haze kind of thing. Um, And it just sat on the road. And at 6 a.m. I was like one of the first people out. And I watched, I saw two wrecks that had just happened and I watched a Jeep 
like Mario Kart off the street, you know, like when they hit the banana and it's like, pew, 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 pew. yeah. What was that? What was that sound? I don't know. It was much lower than it should have been. It was supposed to be. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, if I can find that sound, I'm going to put that in here now. No, um, you got to leave it. Leave it. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, hey, well, I can only laugh because the guy seemed like he was fine. He didn't end up in a ditch, but I looked at him and he gave me the thumbs up and I was going, I was going like 40 when he was going like probably 70. Um, but yes, to your point, the ice is the worst. Anyways, it was just crazy. Like I, I started a job remote that week. Kimberly got the whole week off. So it was a good week for us to just hunker down, but we didn't go anywhere for five days. And the biggest concern that we had was, is the power going to stay on? Because you throw every single person in the population in a small area inside and you crank up TVs, computers, heaters, water, heaters, more heat and stoves and stuff. I don't know. But you throw all that stuff on and then you got a recipe for running out of power real fast or, or at least pushing the system. And it sounds like Texas got pretty close to like taking, no, us, well, te- taking, to, they, taking it to the brink. Did. I mean, they, they had 4 million people lose power due to the weather, right? The weather took them out to start. And, and uh, I can talk a little bit more about how the, the power stuff works in Texas just having lived there and, and the craziness that uh, Texas is because they're, you know, we're Texas, we're independent, we do whatever we want. So in the lower 48, right, uh, the government does control generally the power grid, right? At 40, was it, in 47 of those 48 states, the one place where the state runs its own power, do you know what it is? Texas. Texas. Do you know who sucks at it? Texas, because you talk about Nashville people and not but everything's knowing bigger how in to Texas, really, dude. Yeah, it's bigger. I mean, but I don't mean it's better. Listen, you talk about Nashville people not knowing how to react to any kind of snow or ice or wintry anything. Think about Texas. All right. It, it does. There isn't winter is not ever coming there. That is the mindset they can get. We're Texas. Nobody can mess with us. Right. That is that is the truth. John, John uh, Snow would differ. John Snow there. would differ. And Winter he came and wrecked house. Winter is he coming. He came in and wrecked house. It's like, dude, I, got, said, dude I got, up? hey, Jon Snow, I got a dually. It's fine, dude. I'm fine. It's not a big deal. I got it. I will say, actually, I did see this in Texas. Uh, the new F-150, I guess, is a, a hybrid, and it has like a, a generator like built in mm, to, to help run it. And so people were using F-150s to run their house power. No way. If that's not a good commercial, I don't know what yeah, it is. I told Katie I wanted I wanted a hybrid F. That's pretty solid. That. I was like, that is amazing. But anyway, so Texas has its own power grid, which when the power grid went down, meant that they weren't able to uh, to import energy from any surrounding states. So they were SOL. They're on their own. There was nothing that they could do, right? And you're talking about at least you know think about in Houston alone. I think it's four to five million people. That live in Houston, uh, which is which is where I lived, and it it's it's a lot. There's a lot of people there, uh, and without heat, without power, without clean water, without anything, it went to a third world country in a matter of seconds. They were, I mean, and they were they, making people boil water, right, to make yeah. sure it's clean, because like the the water cleaning, the water sanitation plant all shut down, didn't have power. So I mean, good luck. So you don't know what's in your water. All shut down. Yeeks. And like, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, and then you can go into the whole Ted Cruz debacle, which is just 
one of the biggest idiots just on the face of it, this planet. It, it was very Ted Cruz. It was very tone deaf. I mean, how do you come you on? Can't leave your people. Like, you're supposed on. to be the leader. What are you doing, bro? Going to party in Cancun and then blaming your teenage daughters? I mean, even if, like, let's say glass half full, let's say that was the purpose. Just still not very, still very tone deaf. I mean, come on. Think about what you're doing. Think about, I think every day about what I do and how that's going to look to people. That's a common thought for me. And, you know, honestly, maybe I would be further ahead in life if I just didn't give an F. Just, just through all, just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just going to do me, whatever. That's just not in me. Um, so yeah, no, I would not have done that, but he yeah, did. He and that made for some good, uh, television. Um, and, uh, you know, no, yeah. it did. It did. But then to speak to the television, then it went into a full green new deal. Green power is terrible. It's we We need to rely on fossil fuel. Coal is the way to go. All right, let me tell you something. No, no. All right, green energy is 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 a good way of the future. Is it limited? Maybe. Right. We can have that debate. I think that that's a that's a legitimate discussion that you should be able to have. Fossil fuel though is definitely limited, and it will run out, and it kills the environment. Right. So there's something that it can be had there. But let me tell you something, and this is biased. This is a biased opinion, and I know that not a lot of people would agree with me. Nuclear power is the way to go. It is literally the easiest and cleanest solution that you can have to run for forever. A submarine's nuclear power core can run over 30 years without ever having to refuel. Leonardo, years. Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator said the way of the future. So what you're telling me is that this is the way of the future. Dude, it should be, but people are so scared of nuclear power because, yes, if something goes wrong, yeah, you screwed. I it mean, seems it, very, it's a bomb. it seems very volatile. It, it is and it isn't. Was that Japan? Right, so let me, was it Japan? Okay, so yeah. Well, the, the reactors at Fukushima had an open core reactor, which was just a terrible, stupid design. Uh, Three Mile Island here in, uh, right off the coast of New Jersey, right? Yep. That, I'm not that. saying that it's 100%, but what I will tell you, this is my argument. In the United States, where majority of our fleet is now run off of nuclear-powered anything, we have never had one singular nuclear-related incident. Not one. And it, it is because, and it is so red-taped, it sucks. It sucks to work with. But there are so many regulations on top of it to monitor it, to make sure that there are no issues or nothing to have, ever happen. It's why like places like TVA... Right, that's where Brad works. That's where I I was offered. Right, I mean, if they look for those people who have worked into it in the, in the Navy because we are, have such a higher standard for how we regulate and how we perform and operate when it comes to nuclear power. If they would put those same amount of regulations onto the you know the more commercial side, I guess of nuclear power, we would not have issues. So, did did you what? ever watch the HBO show Chernobyl? I did. So what was funny is I was sitting there and I'm like, well, this isn't real. If this if this really was that radioactive, their skin would melt off in, in about three seconds. Um, and then about two minutes later, their skin would start melting. I was like, oh, I was right. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. HBO does do it right. Damn it. They, they did their research. Um, HBO actually does 100% do it right. One of my favorite uh, networks, if you can call them that, of all time. Anyways, that Chernobyl was hard to watch. 
And I, I think I think what I think about this the meaning of that story. I mean, it happened. So you just got to try to find when something terrible happens, you got to try to find a lesson in that. So like, how can we make sure this doesn't happen again? But to your point, you have to put people in charge of it that are not politically swayed, that there's no sort of corporate ladder to climb, that people are going to take shortcuts to get career based gains. You know what I'm saying? Like all throughout that. And you could see it was a human problem. It wasn't, it wasn't a reactor problem, whether I'm just going off the show. I I have not done any independent research on that, but you watch it and it's like, you know, they're doing this test to, to push the reactor. And then, you know, the guy in charge is like, well, keep going because I need to do this. And it's like a political career based move. And it's like, you're dealing with one of the most volatile substances and, and powers and energy on the planet that we know of. Maybe we don't make rash decisions based on emotions. <laughs> you know, hang with some vibranium yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Let's, uh, maybe we don't dude. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> so no, uranium, uranium is fun, man. And then that's like the, the, uh, you know, fission and fusion and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly very interesting. Uh, but anyway, you start, you know, you st- you go down the path of nuclear power and you regulate that relatively well enough. You're going to have unlimited basically power, right. For what you can use and do. And, and you wouldn't run into these type of issues. Honestly, you, you really wouldn't. I will tell you, we had to study a bunch of those random like occurrences like that. So we did study Chernobyl uh, pretty, pretty hard. And the scariest part of that, you know, yeah, the, the site is terrifying. Okay. But over 30 years after that, they're still finding remnants yeah. from the, uh, yeah, the plume cloud yeah. in Britain. Yeah. Not even like over like in Britain. Yeah. That's the scariest thing about it. And like that, that's what's hard to overcome. Like nuclear power has a, you know, perception problem. It's why a lot of countries who don't have any nuclear power programs, they won't let uh, like like the submarine I was on would not be allowed to dock in certain countries because they would not want a nuclear reactor that close to their people. So it's kind of like take nuclear out of it. It's like I'm thinking back to valet days. You got a new new guy that's a little reckless. Maybe we maybe we don't put him in the Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, (laughs) Maybe we don't put him in the Ferrari. We got a Corolla rolling up. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Take it. Yep. Take it first spin. Um, not, not really, but, um, but it, it's, a lo- it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it, and it does bring you back to connectivity is so important to us as a society. And that's just how we operate and, and global economy and everything is just churning. But us as humans, we, we have a problem. We, we, we mess stuff up <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And all it takes is a cu- like one bad apple or a couple, and the system starts to break down. You know. Well, I mean, that's how most laws are are made, right? Most laws and rules are put into place after somebody does something stupid, right? They're usually not proactive about it. So it true. Really, is a reactive thing to one stupid idiot doing something horrible. But to kind of tie this back in, I think I think I may have taken us too far off uh, with the. I'm loving it. We're just <laughs> power hey, grid and stuff. We're just flying. But, so if you, if you think about the advancements, though, in, in the way that we get fueling, right, it's the same way that we've had the same advancements in technology. It, it goes to the sense of connectivity, 
okay? And, and follow me here. Here's my, here's my train of thought. We used to, you know, walk around, run wherever we went. We invented the bicycle to try to get there a little bit faster. We invented the car, started using gasoline and, uh, you know, fossil fuels to kind of get around. Now we've got jets using jet, right? Now I've got nuclear-powered submarines that can get me to wherever I want to go. It's, it's, it goes to the, you know, one and the same to be with people. I think there is a... Like an underlying like urge. Need. A need? Like, I think it's a need. I think it's a, honestly a need, a subconscious underlying need to be with people. Or like an, or ins- really an instinct. An instinct. Yeah. How about that? Uh, you know, I, there may be a few few people out there and they're, you know, that are just like, hey, I'm me. I'm a one-on-one. I don't care about anybody or anything. And and they go do their own thing and they live in an island somewhere and they're perfectly happy. Jamie? I don't know those people. Do you want to be a, would you rather be a panda or a lion? Coach, I'm me. Why would I want to be so, anything other than me? <laughs> I don't think you know how psychologically healthy that really is. Um, <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Love me some Ted hey, Lasso. You're, you're totally right. And uh, I think what... Because I'm that way. COVID has, like, it really messed with my mood. I was scrolling through Instagram, like, shortly, like, probably a month or two afterwards when I was really, like, feeling it. And I was, like, looked at all of my pictures and it was, like, eight people, four people, ten people. I only posted moments where I had, I was in a group where I was hanging out with people. And I, I, I thrive off of that connectivity with people. Um... And so the scary part for me is when you're isolated, which we're, we're totally, I mean, the last year has taught everyone how to either cope or not cope with being isolated. That's uh, for sure. We're finally coming out of that, but, um, it's just really interesting to me. And I guess, you know, you think about end times and like, we're going to get Evan on to talk about conspiracies. I can't wait for that. Uh, just to, just to crack into that. Uh, egg that is his brain. So, um, but, uh, I, I do think about, you know, the fall of certain civilizations and like, you know, there's all these conspiracies out there, but how fast it would, how fast our society can crumble. If you just pull out a couple of the, the cards at the bottom of the, the, you know, the house of cards, it's, it's really interesting. Cause again, you pull out the power, people's true colors are going to come out and then they're going to start it's Mad fighting. Max. Man. They're going to start. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It is Mad Max. And there people are going to start fighting for food and resources. And we've all seen those movies, um, with the end times, but think about, you talked about power. I mean, like solar flares, uh, that whole idea that like there could be some sort of like flare or pulse from the sun that just knocks out our power system. I'm going super conspiracy theory. We'll cut this out. Go bring me back in. Bring me back in Corey. <laughs> well, all right. So, you know, we're talking about how, listen, I mean, not alone with advancements and, uh, connectivity and power and, you know, solar flares. Uh, but you know, you look at it to a point of, of people wanting to be, be around, right. And, and be with family, be with anybody, you know, how the pandemic has affected you. It it definitely is different, but technology and the way that that has grown has, has fed off of that ideal. Right. And again, I'm trying not to get too weird about it, but hear me out here. Think about Walt Disney. Dude's frozen, right? He is frozen until the time that technology catches up to where they can unfreeze and, and make him real again. I know that's not true. I, I know was, it's not true. I, I was true. I was talking about solar flares and I asked you to bring us back in and nah, you go dude, to Frozen and you take me to Frozen Walt Disney World. 
Are you? Yeah. You're taking me into frozen Walt Disneyland, Cal- yeah. California or Florida? We don't know. So he's wow. in both places at once. All right, I'll tell you what. All right, I'll make it. I'll make it more realistic. Then, how about this? <laughs> Think about the art of uh, cellu- cellular molecular, right? Uh, cloning. Gotcha. Right. They just cloned some. Corey just uh, made up a word. In this article, molecular. <laughs> Mole- dude, joking. yeah, I was like molecules, molecular, molecular. I like it. I'll go with it. Just roll with if it. If not, Webster, hook me up, Bubba. Put that one in. Cloning. They're cloning. All right. So I, I was reading an article a couple days ago, I think, uh, on uh, on some news network. I can't even remember which one at this point. I think it was CNN. Chime time. Chime. But they were talking about uh, you know how some endangered species they have now started to be able to clone for breeding purposes to be able to keep those endangered species alive, right? So you think about stuff like that, getting, you know, past where was it Scotland did the sheep, you know, 10 years ago. If they're getting past that point, how much longer till it is until we, we have the Clone Wars, right? Until Star Wars is really the future. I was thinking more Jurassic Park, but, you know, that's cool too, you know? Dude, Either one of those is great. Um, so I don't know how we're going to close this out, but I guess... I just keep coming back to this idea that like our systems are much more fragile than we would like to, to think that they are. You, we take a lot of things for granted. We take the phones for granted. We take power and internet for granted. Um, hell even just being able to travel on the roads. I mean, think, think about, I think about Tennessee. We just talked about this. Let's say that ice storm didn't last six days. Let's say that all of a sudden something weird happened and the earth got kicked off and we, we had three months of ice. Like, think about food production lines. Think about farms. Think about trash. Think about, you know, just being able to get around. If you take an area kind of like Texas that's not used to cold weather and you just change it just, I mean, I I would say a little bit, but a good bit. um, We're not really great at adapting quickly, you know what I'm saying, especially with that many people. So it's just crazy how, how connected we are and yet how much more fragile our systems are than we probably think. Do you think that has anything to do with just the straight ignorance of, of people and the ability that we have kind of adapted to this notion that we can get anything from any time overnight, thanks to Amazon prime. And so I really don't need to learn how to chop my own firewood. I don't need to learn how to, you know, cook for myself. I've got Uber eats that can now bring me everything that I could ever want. I don't, hell, I don't even need a car. I, you know, I can call an Uber. I can call Lyft. I don't even have to do anything. I think, I think it's an imbalance one. And then I do think it's based on, I know we come back to this all the time, but you just framed it in a way that made me think about this, the money. I think it's about money too, because everybody jokes, Tennessee doesn't have snow plows. Well, why don't we have snow plows? Cause we get snow once a year. It's not even worth buying and upkeeping a couple of snow plows for the city. So we don't do it. But then flip side you got doomsday preppers that have got ten thousand canned goods in in some buried trailer somewhere that's like 500 feet under mount whatever i mean you know what i'm saying like okay well let's maybe maybe we go between that and being prepared you know what i'm saying so like there's being prepared and then there's being too prepared but then are you I, saying somewhere on that sliding scale <laughs> where we need to be? Dude, it's been a while. I haven't gotten it in a hey, couple of weeks. That's that was but good. That was, I like, yeah, that I like was that good. One. But I, what I'm getting at is you think about our, again, capitalism. You know, if there's not a need for it, if it's not going to 
build towards the profitability of the enterprise, we're not going to spend money on it. And that's just, we're very short-sighted. I, that, thinking about climate as well. But, you know, for those systems, like the power grid, if it's working fine, don't fix it. What if there's an ice storm that lasts a week? We'll figure it out when it happens. Oh, wait, so what's you crazy. Mean 5 million people don't have power. Oh, okay. Here's what's crazy. And here's, here's where, here's where I, I think I've talked about the difference between stupidity and ignorance before, but I'm going to reiterate that. Right. I mean, you're ignorant if you don't know any better, right? You've never been told that that's wrong and you do it. Okay. You learn you're stupid if you know better and you do it anyway. Okay. So, uh, there's the latest episode of, uh, last week's tonight with John Oliver, right? They're talking about a little bit about the Texas stuff that's going on. And he pulls back, and it was literally 10 years ago to the day, to the day of everything starting in Texas. They had uh, the same exact thing happen. 10 years ago to the day, where a, a bad winter storm that never happens really in Texas kind of came through and basically shut down the state, t- took away everybody's power. And you see these speeches and these conversations happening in, in the state legislation of, hey, we are idiots if we ever let this happen again. Well, guess what? You're an idiot. And I'm sorry. But, I mean, you have to learn and you, like I said, you have to adapt. You have to. You have to. We're a very reactive society as well. You mentioned that with the law. I think about that all the time. I mean, you know, I wrote my big paper in law school on the Music Modernization Act, which is like a, a new music law that's going in, uh, that started in 2021, uh, to basically catch the law up with digital service providers. Think Apple Music, think Apple Streaming, Spotify Streaming, all that stuff. Um, I, there wasn't a, an, an encompassing law that kind of dealt with that and collected money for artists and songwriters for however long it's been out. How long has Apple Music been out? Not not the downloading version, but like the streaming version. I mean, how many years now? Seven, eight? I don't know. Yeah. A while. Um, but we're just a very reactive society. So I, I don't know how to close this podcast out. It's, it's kind of an open-ended thought of just, Hey, if you're listening to this, maybe think about the things that you take for granted, <laughs> you know, like the, the fact that you can just put gas in your car and go to work today. Um, you know, that you can hop on the phone and call your, your friend or your grandmother or brother or whatever. And imagine if you didn't have that ability. So, um, I guess just take take those moments for uh, for what they are and cherish them. I, I don't know. You got anything? Any no, closing no. remarks or anything? I'm, I mean, I think the you know besides being able to uh, truly understand and appreciate what you're given every single day, and then learn how to be somewhat independent. I mean, you've got to be able to do some things for yourself at the end of the day because think if they weren't there for you, yeah, take advantage. Right. But don't become complacent. Don't become complacent about what, you know, life has been able to give you and what has become easy because it wasn't always that way. And it may not always be right. Don't don't be a doomsday prepper. Don't go crazy with it. Find your spot on that sliding scale. And be ready just in case it hits. And, uh, you know, I think about this daily. Any any uh, any dub I get on Rocket League or FIFA Halo, cherish it. Just absolutely cherish it.
as a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin' BS.